You're listening to another episode of Classic Mutant Live. Today is a very special episode, as are all of our episodes. Today, we are talking about something that just came out. Uh, yeah, I used to, sometimes, way back when, when movies were coming out regularly, I used to call this a pre-recorded show about movies that just came out. And today, that's true. Today, you're listening to me having pre-recorded a show about the Five Bloods. This is the new Spike Lee came out. Uh, Pierre and I watched it. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to say there's spoilers maybe about 15, 20 minutes in. I don't think I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, this has light spoilers. And um, when there's heavy spoilers, we do actually say. But uh, yeah, just just know that if, if you haven't seen it. Um, and I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, feel free to go watch it and come back when you're done. Here is a song off the soundtrack. I'm not yet sure if it is something new that they created for Defy Blood or if something off of Marvin seminal album going on. It's probably something by Marvin Gaye. Here it is. Mother, mother, there's too many of you crying. Brother, 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 there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the end. For only love can conquer hate You know we've got to find a way To bring some love and here today You're listening to Classic Movies in the House, a heatwave radio show where we talk about starring Paul Walter Hauser. This is our 20th episode. I don't remember how many movies we talked about Walter Hauser by now. Anyway, all of those episodes are lost. Uh, I just recently rediscovered them, and um, we gotta we gotta completely recut them, work out. So maybe this is the first episode you're hearing of this special series of ours. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, uh, what's the movie we're talking about today, Pierre? The movie is called The Five Bloods by legendary director Spike Lee. I'm I'm actually kind of excited to talk about this movie, or I certainly was excited to watch this movie because. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know when people are listening to this, but uh, if you're unaware, uh, we're recording this in 2020, and there's not a lot of new movies coming out in 2020. But this was a new movie that came out in 2020, and so it was just nice to new movie again, even yeah, if it was on Netflix. I agree. It was very graphic. I've something I've never heard of before. Yeah, Netflix and the last one is carrying the torch. Yeah, and the last one we did was Apocalypse Now, which very not from 2020. So you know. No, it was. I actually thought this was a good companion piece to Apocalypse Now. Uh, come to think of it, and we'll get into it in just. But just uh, this is a movie that came out in 2020 and was. Uh, it's set in 2019, I think. And um, it was interesting because this is a movie set in Vietnam in 2019, and Apocalypse Now is set in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. So it was interesting. I thought this was an interesting companion piece because even though it has very little to do with Apocalypse Now. It's showing the aftermath of the war, and that is not something... The aftermath of the war in Vietnam, which is honestly not something I've seen depicted in a lot of movies. Yeah, it, it was uh, interesting, especially, like, like obviously it's happened so long ago, and a lot of... I, I think a lot of, like, the the very obvious issues um, 
that like movies or and documentaries to talk about aren't as irrelevant as they are as they used to be. So uh, yeah, it, it's been a while. Well, I can't really think of many directly that I've seen relating to the Vietnam War, other than Apocalypse Now, and then maybe like Forrest Gump indirectly. Uh, I've I've seen I would I would say I've seen depictions of the Vietnam War more often than I've seen movies about the Vietnam War. Like I haven't watched that many Vietnam War movies, but like like you said in Forrest Gump that the scenes in Vietnam are like depictions of Vietnam um, during the war. And they're clearly like inspired by those Vietnam war movies. Um, And then there's like platoon, which I haven't seen Uh, full metal jacket, which I've seen everything leading up to the Vietnam war part. And then my dad stopped the video because that was all we (laughs) needed to see. That's not throwing shade on my dad. He just really wanted to show me a real life. Makes sense. Um, But yeah, so this movie uh, is about uh, four, it's four, four older men. Four older uh, men and one of their sons. Yeah. Uh, and it is pretty important to the plot that they are African-American uh, yes. sol- soldiers from that were that were put uh, in Vietnam during the during the war. Mm-hmm. And I didn't entirely understand the pretext of it. But from what I could tell, it was they were reuniting to find a find gold that they had stored away in Vietnam the last time they had been there during the war. So and these also, four men, sorry. And other sorry, and then also to pay respects to uh their squad leader who died who died during Yeah, that's basically it. Uh these four people these four older men are four of the titular five bloods who were uh, just a squad in Vietnam and they're all really and they're reuniting 40 years later after the Vietnam War or after yeah, after the Vietnam War to recover the body of Dorman Norman who was their squad leader. Uh, because his body never made it out of Vietnam. And that's their official reason for being there. I think they actually cleared that with the government or something. Like, they they said that they're going to find... They had papers to prove that they find, once they find the body, uh, it's going to be picked up and brought to Arlington Cemetery. So that's their official reason being there. Their uh, ulterior motive is that on their last mission, uh, or like their second to last mission, they'd run across a bunch of... Uh, and so they were also trying to recover all of that gold because it's a lot of gold, several million dollars worth of gold. Yeah. And then what they, they kind of strike a deal with people they know in Vietnam and they, to like sell the gold, I guess. And then they go, I, I thought it was a little confused. Um, they struck a deal with a guy, a French guy played by Jean Renault. And I don't fully understand what his deal was because he was introduced as just like a fence and then later on he's a bad guy and it wasn't clear who he was actually working with but um, yeah he was gonna buy the gold i think yeah i, think you're correct about about right. I, I don't know what his intention but yeah and uh and then yeah then uh they go into the forest and as they kind of experience the the cliche of what what money does to what money can do to people or millions of dollars yeah. i guess in particular and yeah pretty much well also I guess there's also like a big plot point is talking about their um, feelings on politics, like not at great, great length. But uh, what's interesting is that the main character, Paul, played by Delroy Lindo, is a Trump supporter uh, and very fervently conservative, whereas the others are all extremely left wing. Uh, One or two of them are even like actual activists and like that's their job. Um, so like that comes up a lot. Basically they don't really get along, but also they do get along because they're all old friends and Paul doesn't much care for his son, uh, because son, I don't know. It, I think it's his son doesn't agree with his politics. I'm going to say, I, I feel, I feel bad talking about this movie because, 
Um, this is a very political movie. And I feel like maybe its biggest flaw for me is that the politics that it was trying to say did not come across to me as clearly as I wish they had. And at the same time, this movie wasn't super subtle about where it stood politically. So the fact that there's any confusion there at all, sort of, uh, maybe I'm just a bad movie watcher, but I didn't much care. I, I don't know if I liked that. Yeah, I I prefer a little more um, subtlety and like political stories, or like stories that deal with politics, just to kind of, I think it's very uh, fun to get the audience kind of question their own, <clears throat> their own belief when, when they watch a movie. Uh, this might not be a great example, but the first movie that comes to mind when I think of this is Civil uh, Captain America Civil War, which played a really uh, a good uh, political plot in that it was hard to tell which side was truly right. It was more like, which side did you... Um, mm-hmm. Whereas in this movie, it was very blatant that uh, that the, the right-wing person was... was well, actually, he was... I, I'm not even going to say bad, like, he's evil. And so he was portrayed I, as evil in a lot of ways, from what I, in I my have opinion. To say, I think he was the best written character, and I think that his character went through the best character development, personally. On the other hand, what I thought was a little... Um, gosh, I don't even know how to say it. Kind of underhanded is that... See, I noticed that the right-wing character is the character that got developed the most and that was that I thought got developed the most and also had like just the most complex personality from the start. However, um, also part of the point of the movie was him learning to be a less bigoted person, which sure, that's fine, but it meant that the movie only had him uh, challenge, only challenged his beliefs. And it probably did have lots of places where it was intending to challenge to have other characters challenge their beliefs, but it didn't come across that way. And like, I'm not trying to white knight for the right here, but also it just kind of felt like it, it, the movie was very one-sided and Spike Lee movies aren't exactly subtle on where they stand. So I'm not surprised, but also, you know, Black Klansman is Black Klan, Black Klansman is not subtle at all. You know exactly where Spike Lee stands. You know exactly what the movie is saying at every point. And also, it's subtle enough to like it. Never feel. I don't even know. I guess in Black Klansman, the difference is that you have a clear good guy and a clear bad guy. Where in this, you had only good guys, except one of them. The whole point is that he has to change as a person. I'm not really sure what exactly it, it bothers me about this, but it's something around, it's something like that. I don't know. I just don't, it's just the specific level of subtlety in this movie is not where I would want it to be. Mm-hmm. Wait, do you want to go into good stuff first and then bad stuff? Because I ret- I, I want to lead into your point, but I feel like it's just going to like go on. So Yeah, let's, uh, let's sidetrack real quick because I feel like, yeah, I think I think that uh, my point is getting into a lot of bad stuff. So let's let's move over and talk about what is really good in this movie first. Yeah, I I definitely like because personally, uh, I guess like um, spoilers for my opinion later, but I didn't like the script very much. Um, but I thought the direction was like really really solid, uh, very very vivid. Uh, like I, I think did they do you know if they shot it on location? They shot I think it. They in did. South- they shot it in South Asia anyway. Yeah. I think they did shoot. Yeah. So like in, in terms of that, like it, it did feel very real. It was actually like quite a beautiful watch in some ways. Uh, I thought the colors worked well. Uh, I, I didn't, uh, I, I guess the, no, I don't, I don't, I didn't really like the, um, but like, just like in general, like 
the general uh like the directing of the action was pretty good uh i i thought the actors did pretty well with the material they were given especially like the main character yeah uh, i can't remember his name paul if you can paul paul yeah paul did paul's uh did uh, and, his actor's and, name was delroy linda yeah, delroy and the uh, the others were solid but they weren't really much to like honestly like uh you said delroy right Delroy Lindo, yes. Yeah, Delroy's Delroy uh, was given a, a ton of material to... Uh, the movie was basically about him more than anyone else. Yeah, which it, I think it kind of just... It kind of dis you into that plot line, you know? Uh, I, because I initially, actually... it, it seems like an ensemble movie until yeah. it eventually kind of just becomes about him. I think that's one of this movie's biggest strengths and also one of its biggest weaknesses is that... Like, it starts out being almost an ensemble movie, so you think you're going to get these, like, four extreme, five very rich characters, and it ends up being about one character, and that character's pl plotline is very, well, plotline is extremely solid, and his characterization way is really such Paul, and everyone else, unfortunately, kind of falls by the wayside. Like, they're not bad. The actors do very well what they're given, but, like, for example, Otis. Uh, he's, I believe, he is the guy. If I'm not mistaken, is the guy that jumps grenade at the end. Yeah. He's not given that much to work with. Not really. Comparatively, I, I honestly certain, like. Yeah. Well, when he died, I didn't because I didn't know. We didn't really get to know his character in any. Um, but I'll, okay, I will also say I, I like. It. So yeah, the casting in general, I, I appreciated Spike Lee for the most part. He chose relatively like smaller actors. Um, I the only exception being like Chadwick Boseman, who has a like a very small relatively small role in this movie but uh, i gotta say if... chadwick boseman is my favorite part of this yeah he was really well casted just because he like again he didn't really have much to do but like i think just given that we he's like the like, really truly established actor uh in the movie that we kind of like i i'm not gonna lie i kind of like attributed his character to like black panther in some case because when, when i see him i think black panther right so I already uh, had like a predetermined of heroism emanating from his yeah, acting. Chadwick plays like the mentor or moral center character of this movie. He is, he's a very radical, radically political character, but like, or politically radical character. But like, that's where this movie's politics are most explicit, I would say. And also like everyone looks up to him, everyone looks up to him and you can just feel every time he's on screen, the reverence that all of these people have for him. And like, he also, it's not unfounded either. Like the stuff that he said, he has a really good script to work from. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's not, it, it's, it's not like, I don't know. It's I not thought like he did movie magic, but yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, it, um, what else? I, I think that's it. Uh, I can't really, I, I thought like the gun, the gun effects are really good. I'm, I'm kind of stretching my, my limits here. I uh, really like um, the choice to shoot the older scenes on, uh, Oh, different stock and stuff so that it actually yeah. looked like it was shot in the vietnam war yeah it seems like they shot it on film and also they changed the aspect ratio to four by three yeah um, they make film at the time so apparently they literally shot it on film that would have been available at the time oh that's so cool to get that effect yeah yeah that was nice and, and like the transitions like the way they transitioned was really clever and like the the fact that they, I thought it was a nice touch that they actually it was confusing, but that they used the older actors flashback scene. Uh, I guess 
to kind of capture the feeling of like, they feel like they're kind of back to war by being in Vietnam. So when they flash mm-hmm. back, it's like they're inside their memories. Uh, that was a cool touch. I, I didn't love it at first, but like the, the more I noticed, I kind of understood. Super weird. But also, I think that the more I think about it, I think that really helped even Chadwick Boseman's character. Because, you know, Chadwick Boseman also, when you see him in those flashback sequences, because he's the only actor who's age appropriate for being in the Vietnam War, uh, that sort of establishes him as the guy who belongs there. So like, it kind of makes everyone feel lost in a different way. So that they're like, actually, so you perceive these as like actual memories of this guy that they really looked up to frozen in time at that point, even while they're, you know, getting older and still don't know what to do with their lives, basically. Yeah, it, it was nice. And you already kind of sense that this character is, uh, I guess, almost like he's trapped in time or he's like beyond time, you know, it had a, a little like because because the character is seems he's talked to be like bigger than life throughout the movie. They really talked to him. That, that, that was a nice. Yeah, is there anything else that was good? You want to say? Um, I thought it was I thought it was fun to see Jean Reno in a movie again. I haven't seen him in ages. Yeah, he I recognize him from Black Panther, not Black Panther, Pink Panther. Yeah, uh, oh my right? god, that's, that's where I saw him. Yeah, I think that's the only movie I've seen. But he, I remember loving him in that role. Yeah, he, I know him very well for some reason. But like, he's most in French movies. I have never seen any of the French movies he's in them. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. he had like a he was enjoyable. Yes. Again, not really given much to work with. No, but he's uh, a nice guy. Yeah, you know, added it. Um, um, yeah. So I guess like in summary, I do think this movie was fine. Honestly, I thought it was a big step down from Black Klansman, and unfortunately, I had to keep comparing it. Was the first thing that's on my mind when I think Spike Lee. Black Klansman is such a good movie, and then this is the one, next one that came after it, and it's just kind of a lot. It's a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. Um, I found that this movie, so I guess like if it's not clear, we're talking about what we didn't like about this movie now. (laughs) I honestly just thought this movie, to me, so I always liked seeing those war flashbacks because they felt actually exciting and they reminded me of, you know, some of the things I liked about Black Panther. That movie was very, or not Black Panther, Black Klansman. That movie was very tense. And um, I mean, that movie had to be. This movie is very loose. I guess like, insofar as I'm using loose as the opposite of tense. There's a lot of very tense moments later on, but like this movie starts out as an old people go on an adventure movie, which there's good ones of those, but I hate that genre <laughs> a lot. So it, it started off kind of on the wrong foot for me. Um, Yeah, I, I, I definitely like in terms of like the tone at the start, it, it veers off very much. I honestly don't mind it. I thought it, I thought it would have been fun to uh but like the first signs of it getting i mean like it's kind of i should have expected them i I don't mind politics in a movie but i thought i i I could immediately like with when they had the character uh start talking about like supporting trump right and they were talking about trump i i don't like when they do that in a movie just in terms of like i think it really it already feels dated if that makes sense yeah it's very much a product of time and like if you watch it like four years from now but probably won't have the same effect in my opinion um no it, i guess we'll see but... yeah it's possible i i think it's better to keep that stuff vague though yeah so yeah that, that was like kind of the first problem but just like like the first act takes forever by the way it was it was it took them a long time to like get in the forest to start uh so it was like a lot of like setup uh for for what was gonna happen and stuff but like 
I, I don't know what they were doing with the time because I honestly like like I, I'd say like the big one of the bigger problems is just like I the characters weren't in um other than like the main character or Paul 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 because yeah. he's he's given a lot just in terms of he's suffering PTSD still um and then also his his uh, son comes surprisingly out of nowhere and wants a cut of the gold the gold that they're yeah and uh so he's given kind of a another plot line of trying to bond with his son to make up for what sounds like not a very good childhood and that's fine but it's just like from what was kind of set up to be on a where all the characters sort of had relatively equal screen time uh it, it turned into very much his movie so the other characters that we were kind of introduced pretty much get left to the sidelines because I honestly could not tell you about two of them, two of the people, and then one of them, I can't remember his name, but he's like Paul's best friend from the group. Uh, he he has a little more to work with in that he, he finds out, or he, he has like an ex-lover, I think, in uh, Vietnam. I could that be he, wrong. I believe his name is David, and I believe David, that's the guy okay. played by Jonathan. Um, so he was given a little more to do, but the that storyline doesn't didn't really affect his, his character arc at all and that like he didn't really have one it was like uh he met her at the start after a few years oh, and then sorry saw... i was i was mistaken david is the son uh i that is the guy you're talking about either melvin or otis i think it's melvin okay, melvin. My goodness. okay i'm gonna i'm gonna look this up and i'm not gonna talk anymore until i know who it is. okay so, uh but yeah so so it focused a lot on him i didn't like that uh, especially because his character was I, I like I, I I guess I it's hard for me to say because I don't entirely under PTSD, but it was just very much the the whole movie kind of centered around that, um, and I didn't really find it compelling because it's like stuff I've seen before. But I think the problem with this is that uh, as the movie goes on, he just he just doesn't really he's not really likable. Anymore. Like I can't I can't sympathize for the character because the the character progressively becomes more and. I and I and the thing is like I understand like uh, suffering from PTSD can can make you you know more aggrieved and stuff, but they didn't really give him any redeeming factor to compensate. Like I thought they would they would make up for it by like him bonding with the son or something. Uh, they don't really go in that direction, and it it, it kind of just feels more like uh, I don't know how to say this. Just we were watching a dude suffer, and I didn't see much benefit out of it yeah i gotta say throughout the entire movie seems like he's going through lots of character development and to some degree maybe he is but he's not a significantly different person by the end no and and even if you like the changes he does make i don't know how permanent they are because his character is extremely unpredictable in that he'll seem like he's like they do that a lot with his son where he seems to be getting along with the son one minute and then like the next is no, not anymore. It kind of goes back and like any character growth I get from, unless I see it improving, like I, I just don't buy it. But yeah, that that was honestly just problems. I, I didn't like main character. That's usually that's like a pretty big sign that I, in my opinion, that like really off to, or given like a good solid. Yeah. Because, so like you said, you didn't like the main character at all. And I would yeah. say I to some degree agree. I think that he was interesting enough that I later on in the movie wanted to see more of him than the other people. But that's just because the other guys that were there were just sort of not interesting. Because it's yeah. not like those other characters, I didn't mind them. Like, they were nice people. I felt like we would get along. But, like, they weren't doing anything that interesting. And they themselves weren't having that many character moments. Except, I mean, they were having... Everyone got at least one big character. Uh, like, 
uh, Otis got a bunch. Otis is the guy that I was trying to find the name. He's the one with um, the Vietnamese girlfriend. Uh, his, his Paul's son, David, got a bunch of character moments. It was basically about him if it wasn't about Paul. Uh, one of them stepped on a landmine at one point, so that's a character moment. <laughs> that was a... I guess, okay, I wasn't going to mention that, but that was, like, I, I thought it kind of a... Like, it was terrifying, also, like, not well executed. I don't know what to feel about that, because it did it, it drastically shifted the tone of the movie right away. And, like, I really felt like that shift in tone was needed, and the scene was okay, but I'm not sure if the scene was, like... Like, I don't know how I... Were the... I don't know how I feel about like the way it was executed visually because it wasn't super convincing. It was like it looked like a schlock horror bit, um, but then also like it wasn't played for laughs, but it also didn't seem fully serious. So I wasn't sure what to think during this scene. I'm like, am I supposed to be horrified because that's what the movie wants, or am I supposed to be horrified because I do not understand what's happening? Yeah, I. Oh, personally, like, it's just, it feels a lot like the Spike Lee just wanted to feel disgusted. Because I just, I don't think the scene, the way the scene played out, I don't think was necessary. And that, um, you know, like, he steps on, the guy steps on the mine, and then he's still, like, he, the dude's still alive after having, like, his entire, like, his all his limbs blown off. And, like, I think his, like, like guts were... He may have retained one arm. Not the okay. hand attached to that arm, but that's, yeah, he might have yeah. had one arm. It was basically, like, very much real. Oh, yeah. And the scene, like, I just, like, it was just very odd because I, I don't know why, but I just feel like the more the more gory something is, it just I, it just doesn't click for me. Um, because it, it felt like the, the goal of the scene was not to make us feel bad for the character. It feel a sense of tragedy. It felt more, more like, look how messed up this is how terrible that is to get like kind of a cheap reaction from the audience mm -hmm. of like, oh this is like uh so so terrible to happen to the character without really any emotion payoff from that because honestly we don't really care about the character yeah actually by that point that character has mostly been kind of annoying yeah and so, he had he didn't really have many lines either i think all we know about that character by that point is i believe he is a black lives matter activist yes yeah and but, he's any he had a scene where he talks about how he used to be rich and he lost it, which was and, a very oddly placed monologue. Sort and of, it's, yeah. it's unfortunate because I want to like that character a lot, but he's not written up to that point to be that likable. Not because he's not written with good traits. He's just not written enough. Like he has, he has very few lines up to that point or very few meaningful, like actual moments. Yeah. So yeah, just why should which is and too bad because I think it could have been. Big, really yeah, he cool. gets a big epilogue uh, because at the very end, his share of the money goes straight into funding Black Li a Black Lives Matter organization in his uh, in his hometown, and uh, that becomes one of the main things in the epilogue. Like there, there's a lot that happens because of that. Um, not not on screen; it happens off the movie, but you see that that's a very major event. So like, yeah. he's clearly important. And I wish that he had enough time for me to realize that. Yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, at the end, I, I still didn't really feel anything for for the donation because I didn't care. Like, it's, end, it's nice, but it's like it doesn't mean anything. I really care about, uh, like, a resolution to that character's tragedy, if that yeah, makes sense. The thing is that by the end, that felt like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. It didn't, yeah, but it felt but it, like 
and then another big thing that bothered me, I really didn't like the character arc with the son either. Um, just in terms of, I, I just, I did not, again, I didn't like the character very much. Um, he has this weird love, love story with like this French, this woman from France who, uh, her job is, or she volunteers in, uh, deactivating, deactivating mines, the forest yeah. left over from the war. So what, what, you know, which is, it's nice. Uh, but I thought that was a really smart choice from yeah. whoever wrote this because it actually gives them a reason to talk to these people later on. Yeah. It was kind of a nice way to, um, but just, I did not, like, they have this weird thing where, but do we really care about spoiling? We kind of speak. No, nah, I've already spoiled probably yeah. okay. death in the movie. Yeah, so, like, the character gets trapped by, or she helps, she helps the group um, after David, who is the son, steps on a mine, and they, her group of volunteers helps the older, the older gentleman get David off, off the mine without getting hurt which already felt like that was just kind of a weird scene didn't really feel believable uh they they kind of start no they they get taken hostage or yeah they become hostages and they kind of follow the troop around and the whole time there's this really cringy love dialogue between uh which felt like it was it felt like george lucas love like that's the that's the first thing where my my head went to where it was just like this kind of sappy uh overly like romantic stuff that really had no place in a movie like this um because like they had met the night before and over drinks in a bar and uh their their interactions while she's a hostage is mostly her trying to it's almost like she's flirting with him to get him to let them go in front of everyone else and then one of the volunteers that they're with is like like they're taken hostage but this guy is like trying to convince her that David is a bad person still. <laughs> like, there's this one scene where they're walking and this guy, this other volunteer that's, that's jealous of the thing they have, which exists at this um, he's like, you can't really want to sleep with this guy still. He just took us hostage. It was just kind of ridiculous that, you know, this guy's taken hostage and he's still thinking about, like, getting laid. So mm-hmm. just very off, off, like, off tonally, very poor dialogue. It really made no sense for either character you're made to you're made to think that these guys are like relatively dumb, but they seem she seems the character especially her character seems to kind of be reduced to this love interest that um loses all her individuality when she becomes like one of the hostages did what did you think about that i i didn't care about it very yeah. much like, <laughs> okay. it was i i thought that the dial i mean i didn't i guess i didn't hate the dialogue but i didn't like it even enough to care about it. so like i i was I was very indifferent to it, and mostly when that was on, when when David and Hetty, uh, and from Lamb, the the French girl we've been talking about, um, yeah, when they were when they were on screen, I was like, well, at least these are characters that have something to do. But can we get back to Chadwick Boseman? Yeah, uh, honestly, like I really kind of wish, like I really wish the movie was set in this wartime uh, think, in some I, ways. I, I kind of agree because those were scenes that I liked best. I think it's important. I think that it's really interesting and I it's definitely a good it was definitely a good idea. I don't know if it was a great choice for this movie, but it was a good idea to set this in the modern day in Vietnam because I again, I do not see very many movies at all set in modern day Vietnam. And maybe that's cuz I don't watch many Vietnamese movies, but like <laughs> it's it's cool to just see that. Um on the other hand, 
I thought the modern day scenes were not very interesting. And that was very much not... the majority of the movie. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I thought the movie was fine. Where, like, when at any time that I would see that aspect ratio shrink and the film get all weird, I was like, oh, here it comes. We're about to see my boy Chadwick. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of too bad. I, 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 uh, it might, it might honestly just be just because I wanted more Chadwick Boseman. I thought I saw him in the preview and I was really excited to see, uh, especially like with Spike Lee. But yeah, that didn't happen as much as. I, but yeah, just overall, I I just I really didn't like it. Um, I, I felt like it was honestly probably like one of the worst movies. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. This movie does certainly. Well, not this movie, but I'm always excited for the next thing that Spike Lee puts out. This is going to go down as one of my less favorite Spike Lee movies. Right now, it's my least favorite, but I've only seen two that I can remember. So, like, that doesn't mean very much. Yeah, I, I might check out more. I, I do recognize, like, like I, I'm kind of getting a sense of, uh, like, his, like, pretentiousness, like, his style, right? Mm -hmm. um, this movie very felt, like, fully Spike Lee in every single way. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, Black Klansman, it, it was subdued quite a bit um the only moment i found that was very very spikely s or extremely spikely less esque was like the very end of black Klansman, where they very, do this weird zoom out shot and um, the movie ends oh i don't i don't think I, okay fair. um but that that was a very vivid thing and that like when i saw because it, it felt like a pretty normal me in my opinion until at, that scene at the end um where i i definitely started to recognize what kind of director this guy intends um and this movie definitely reflected what i like the hints i saw in black clans what kind of director which is like i guess it's not entirely about like he i can tell like his style is very memorable and uh intriguing to watch and even if it's not great and, at I least for this movie. i think his style i think his style is really interesting and i'm gonna say i i really like it but it really has to have the right movie I actually think it did work for this movie. My problems with this movie are not based on his style, but I can certainly imagine other movies where it would be very bad. For example, and I don't actually know how much of his style bleeds into this, but in 2013, he did a remake of Old Boy. Old Boy oh. does not need a Spike Lee style. And in fact, I do not understand how it could have one. Probably it didn't because he, was he's like, he's, he's, it sounded from interviews like he was kind of phoning that one in anyway. Was but... that the one with uh, Josh Brolin? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I have heard very bad things. About... Um, it's uh, y Your Movie Sucks on YouTube did a two-hour breakdown of the compare uh, comparing the new old boy to the original old boy. Wow, that dear it's, God. <laughs> I gotta say, like, that sounds awful, but every time Your Movie Sucks puts out a two-hour-long breakdown of anything, I watch the full two hours uninterrupted, and it's very engaging, surprisingly. <laughs> anyway, right. you, uh, what would you give this movie altogether? I mean, I guess it's probably pretty clear, but let's put a number on it. Uh, oh, God. I want to give this, like, uh, like a five, dude. Yeah, yeah, like probably one of the worst movies I've seen like in a while, like maybe even like for a year. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be a little more. So I'm gonna give this one a four out of ten. Wait, how, how does your scale work? Like five, the average, or so like f I would say five is average, but realistically, most movies that I see and at least like are gonna get a six. If I really like a movie, I'll probably I'll give it like a six or a seven or higher, or like I'll give it a seven or an eight or higher. But like. It's also pretty hard to get me down below a three, I would say. So it, it's not a, 
it's not a fully linear scale. It's like you can get the first four points probably pretty easily, and then anything after eight is very difficult. Yeah, that that is like yeah, that's very approaching. Yeah, uh, I I don't I don't regret watching. This no, interesting uh, actually, I would like to. I do because so I initially suggested this movie in part, well, for a lot of reasons, but one of those reasons because I had already heard it getting Oscar buzz. I would like to know what do you think it could win and what do you think it should win, if anything, or even like oh. get nominated. Oh, God. Um, I, oh, geez. I think cinematography, maybe. Um, production design, maybe. Uh, like maybe uh, with the uh, audio, uh, audio engineering awards, like mixing. And uh, like his, like, I thought the gun effects were like actually like pretty cool and the mine effects and stuff were cool uh they were terrifying um but yeah in terms of like i think he might get like a director nod even though i i really don't he should like i think the movie was well directed despite like a really bad um so i could maybe see a best director especially due to the lack of uh oscar bait movie but yeah i i don't uh maybe best picture expanding it to 10 just because i think i've heard the critics really like it's a it's a very engaging commentary for for this year, period so i can see why some why the academy want to recognize but in, yeah I, uh, other other than that like i think i most i see it in the major categories i see it possibly I, I see it probably getting nominated but not winning director uh probably best picture too like nominated but not winning yeah the only one that i think it actually has a shot at is maybe actor for the guy who played Paul. oh Just that's I think he has a real Delroy Lynn's a realistic shot at best actor. Will it depends, he win? Yeah, it's hard to say, but like it depends who he's up against. But he has a realistic. Yeah, I I literally don't know any other movies, right? Like I can't think of any movies that came out this that well, are going to be up. For- there's a lot out. I think Netflix signed five or six very high profile directors bringing out movies. One of them was Spike Lee. So this is the first of those very high profile uh, oh, movies. Oh, dude. How, when was this? Wait, was this movie made before that deal? Or like, what was the timeline on that? Um, I'm not sure. Oh, because it, it might make sense if they rushed out the script for the oh, deal. No, the, script, the script has existed 2013 and oh, Spike thinking on it. Oh, geez. Okay. Spike Lee's, okay, so that's like, yeah. you know, normal, normal. Yeah, honestly. Like, All right, well, yeah. next we will do a movie, but I'm not going to tell you what it is and we have to commit to, and <laughs> maybe we don't want to. So we'll find out next time. The classic movies.